before they leave, Epo, Smart Investor did an interview with Epo, LLPO. And um, it's a really, really good interview. Would really encourage everyone to read it. I think it's in the announcements. Um, let me see if I can grab the link. Yeah, right here. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that early on. Um, it's just, I, I don't know, I really love reading these community interviews. Um, Smart Investors been spearheading them, and basically it's just a great way to hear people's stories, hear how they learned about crypto, how they learned about Pool Together. And um, I thought um, Ippos had a lot of uh, both good input from someone who's been in crypto for a while, as well as uh, just, you know, cool, just a cool story. So um, wanted to give a shout out for that. Um, so check that out. But uh, let's get to it. So welcome, everybody. This is the weekly community call. For those of you who are new here, we do this every Friday. And we have sort of two main parts. One, we, we go through um, the announcements for the week. And two is we sort of just have a general discussion. And um, if you have uh, questions, you are happy to, to bring them up verbally, or you can enter them into the chat at any time. We have this community call chat. Um, and we'll usually just work through the agenda and uh, yeah, answer questions somewhat, somewhat as we go. But that's the purpose of the community call is just to get everybody aligned. Um, so before we jump in, yeah, I guess any questions before we jump in? Any questions about the community call itself or anyone need to say anything? Okay, well, let's jump in because we have a lot to talk about today. So, all right, we will start with um, a new community advocate nomination. So, for those of you who were on the call last week, this might be repetitive, but I will say it again. Uh, community advocate is a role in the Discord server that does not have any official duties associated with it. It also doesn't have any sort of compensation or anything like that associated with it, but it is an honorary title to recognize people who have been um, just very dedicated to the community, to the mission, to the protocol, and who have contributed a lot. So we have a, um, a new nomination, which is Lonzer. Lonzer, Lonzer, uh, again, I always have trouble with how people pronounce their names. And for those of you who are not aware, um, Lonzer is someone who's been in the community, obviously, for a long time and has uh, served uh, several important roles. If you click that link, you'll see um, a few of those roles outlined. One, two, two that I want to highlight the most. One is the Polygon Pool Pool. Um, Lonzer has, uh, the reason I guess I'm highlighting it is because it's something that I used to do. And it's something that Lonzer very generously took over and has just been super uh, studious about making sure it gets done, following up, um, posting every time it's, it's awarded. Um, and he basically has been maintaining, or they, I don't know if the, the gender, they have been maintaining um, the Polygon Pool Pool. And that's been a huge service to me specifically, but um, obviously to the whole community. Also, um, the coordinate coordinator, I don't participate in Coordinate, so I, I don't see that as much, but I, I do think that is also a super, super important part of the community, which is a way for um, tokens to get distributed to contributors. And so that's just two things, but there's been many things. And uh, yeah, Lonzer's, <laughs> I guess Lonzer's here now, which is great. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so anyways, I wanted to say that, but I also just want to open it up. If anyone else has any specific things uh, with Lonzer that they wanted to highlight or say, um, the, uh, the mic is open. Lonzer is nice. a very, very nice and helpful person. That's all I have to say. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Lonzo is an all-star, super helpful. Um, and always there to, to answer questions from others and, and help. Um, Lonzo always goes out of his way um, to help others. I love that. I'm very glad he'll be a community advocate soon, hopefully. Lonzer, you answer all my questions even though they've been answered somewhere else in the Discord and I'm too lazy to search for them. Thank you, Lonzer, thank you. Lonzer, also, thank you, thank you, Hot Mike. <laughs> that was beautiful. I also, Lonzer, I feel like you have a great, you have a great profile photo. It just like, it's very, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, what it is. I like it though. Oh, nice. Smart investor. Good job. Highlighting the community interview with Lancer. I'm pretty sure I read this one when it came out, but I'm going to look at it again. I actually don't know if I did read this one. I'm reading it right now. I need to stop. Um, thanks for sharing that, uh, smart investor. Um, okay. Well, Lonzer, thank you. Um, all right. Next update. Chain optimized prizes are in effect. So this is a a big a big update. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, the first thing is chain optimized prizes. So this is something totally new. So previous to this week, um, every chain had the same prizes. Now that was convenient because it was simple, but it created some problems. Uh, because for example, like on Ethereum where gas fees are high, if you want a $5 prize, it didn't make any sense to claim it, but on Polygon it did. Now, what we have, what, what we, what we have now is there is still the same, you still get the same chance um, by depositing on any chain, but the prizes are different. The way, the way the prizes are distributed, that would be the way to say it. The way the prizes are distributed, the way they're broken up, are different on the different chains. And so this is a pretty, um, it's, a, it's, you know, I guess it's a big change in a small change. Like in some ways it's not a big change because people, um, you know, a lot of people probably just won't care or won't notice, but it is a big change in that you can now sort of have optionality. If you would rather not win as many small prizes, but have a chance to win big prizes, then you can go to like Ethereum or Optimism is kind of in between. Or if you really just want to win a prize, no matter how small it is, then you should go to like Polygon. And um, I think, yeah, I assume, yeah, TRC posted uh, what the different breakdown is right now. And of course, this can, this can always change. So I want to pay too much attention to like what the breakdown is right now. But um, I do think the important thing to, to talk about and understand is that there is now these chain optimized prizes and... Um, yeah, and so that's another sort of service area for us to uh, iterate on to figure out what is the best, most engaging way to, to get people to deposit. Um, so that is what chain optimized prizes are. I'm trying to catch up on the chat. 
please feel free to ask questions in the chat. Someone asked a question. Um, yeah, multiple polygon grand prizes were won. So, yeah, I mean, Brendan and Torgan kind of already answered it. Yeah, which is basically that the prize amount you see on the website, it's never, it's never exactly that amount <laughs> that actually gets distributed that day. It's always a little bit more or a little bit less. But over time, it averages. Statistically speaking, it, it will be that amount. And over time, historically, it always has averaged out to, um, to that. Nice. Good to hear that, Andy. Um, okay. So that's chain optimized prizes. Any other questions on that? Um, all right. Second thing, uh, pool together is live on optimism. Obviously, if you're on this call, I'm pretty sure you've already heard that, but it's an exciting thing for two reasons. First, it's very exciting because this was something that was really championed, not by pool together, Inc., but by, um, but by the community. And specifically, I would say by Under the Sea, by Dr. CPU, by uh, Max, and uh, others who really um, instigated uh, uh, getting this done. There was definitely a lot of support from Pool Together Inc. in terms of coordinating things and um, reviewing things and all of that. But um, but uh, yeah, this this was this was a big. I, I, in my opinion, this was a big moment for the for for the Pool Together community to. Um, to sort of step up. And uh, so so for just that reason, it's a big deal. But secondarily, it's also a big deal because this is the first Ethereum layer two that Pool Together has been deployed on. And that means um, it is, uh, you know, it, it, it opens Pool Together back up to a lot of people who used to use it on Ethereum, but are no longer using it because of uh, because gas fees. They stopped using it because of gas fees over the past year or two years. So it's really cool to have um, the other thing is um, we do expect to have um, uh, incentives uh, from Optimism in the form of OP tokens to be uh, distributed in the coming weeks. So that's another thing to be excited about. And um, yeah, obviously more details on that will be shared, but just wanted to share the high level. Um, yeah, some good questions in the chat. looks like Brendan's answering it on uh, Polygon is not a layer two. Um, but yes, any other questions? So, so anyways, recap, Optimism is live and it's a big deal because it was a big thing for the community and it's also, a, um, it's also just a great, a great network to be deployed on. And I'm just gonna check right now, we have $1,064,000 already deposited, which Treebeard told us, this is an amazing stat to me, is basically 25% of all USDC deposited on, wait, on, on Aave is from Pool Together. So that's pretty amazing. In 24 hours, 25% of all the USDC deposited and the total supply of USDC on Optimism, the whole network is uh, 200 million. So at 1 million, we're at 0.5% of all USDC is on Optimism is in Pool Together. Once we get to 2 million, that will obviously be 1%. And uh, we'll grow from there, which is really exciting. Yeah, dot rope. Used to use PT, but not because of fees. Hopefully you can use it on Optimism. Where am I picking Optimism Polygon stats from? Optimism Polygon stats, what does that mean? 
I'm not sure what... Uh, oh, well, the opt... Oh, pool together stats. Optimism pool together stats. I'm just pulling them from looking directly at the token contract, which is here. So if you look at that contract, you can see how many PTA Optimism USDC exists, which is 1.64 million. And then you can compare that to how much total um, Ave USDC exists. Sometimes I feel like I'm having just a weird conversation with myself doing these. Um, all right, let's go to the next thing. Uh, uh, sorry, let me get back to the here. Okay. Oh yeah, so there's a lot of stuff to support Optimism. The Optimism Network docs are live. I also wonder if, oh wow, an N cookie has already put, okay, so far better than what I was just looking at. N cookie has already done um, a, a site for uh, Optimism's usage stats on, um, or pool together usage stats on Optimism which is really cool. So you can see how many deposits there are, how much has been deposited, um, how many withdraws. So far, only one withdrawal. That's good. <laughs> this is really cool. Nice work, Cookie. Super impressed that that's already done. Also, yeah, well, Hot Mike said check out um, PrizeCalc. PrizeCalc is also basically, it's a... Um, I mean, it was made for the deposit delegator, but you can just use it for yourself. And it basically just, you put in how much you want to deposit, you put in what the, what the, um, how long you want to deposit for. And if you want to delegate it to like one wallet, that would just be yourself. And then it will show you what your sort of expected, um, expected return is. Um, the only thing, the, what the, yeah, it will show you your, your expected return. So great job, and Cookie. I'm glad we have this little uh, little end Cookie emoji. Um, all right, good stuff. So yeah, Optimism user docs are live. Um, if you don't know how to use Optimism or how to bridge, check that out. The end Cookie, uh, the site is live. Uh, Pooley apparently has been updated too by Under the Sea as well. One reason, so so that's also awesome. And then, um, yeah, so basically TLDR, there's a lot of stuff uh, about Optimism that's been updated. The delegator's been updated, which, um, yeah, which I also want to be delegating to people on Optimism. So um, I'm, I'm going to figure something out with that. I want to do like something where whoever makes the best tutorial video, I'll delegate all my money to. Um, so yeah, those are awesome. But the last thing here is something that I do not know anything about. Play Together Summer 2022. Who wants to talk about this one? Oh, I do. I do. All right. Hey, so I think I, I think you guys just like punked me. I just I just undeposited my optimism and then I deposited again and it looks the same. So I guess I'm fine now. I'm fine. <laughs> optimism punkers. So I'm deposited, right? I'm good. I'm good. You're good. You're good. I mean, you're sorted, man. I don't know your wallet, but I assume you're good. You don't even know me or my wallet. If, you don't, if, so, I, don't know, if I don't know your wallet, I don't know you. Listen, listen here. Listen here. Knox has created this incredible idea where not only do we pool together, but we play together too. So there's this game. It's called Fall Guys. 
And it's available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, and PC. And, uh, sorry, I'm distracted. One of my cats is in the neighbor's yard. Connie! <laughs> Connie! That's my cat's name, Connie McGregor. So, yeah, uh, we're playing Fall Guys on Nintendo Switch, and, or, or PC, or PlayStation. And uh, Knox came up with this idea where we're going to... It's this big group, massive game. So we need you to play with us together. We can have as many people as we want. We can have tons of people in there. We need to see what time is good for everybody. So there's a form that's been dropped. Welcome to the registration form. Chark, Chark posted it. Sorry, 60 people max. But we can get multiple games and stuff going. Well, as many as we can get, let's do it. And we're going to stream it. And I'm going to host it. And I'm going to smoke all of you while I'm hosting the game. Can you believe it? And streaming. So basically, Knox came up with an idea and then got me to execute on it, and I'm doing it. So that, <laughs> I love his, uh, love Knox's delegation powers. So uh, $20,000 delegation on the line. We're going to play multiple times. Uh, it's apparently going to be really fun. Again, you can play on PC, on Nintendo Switch, or on PlayStation. It's free to download. So download it and start seeing how it works and such. It's going to be fun. Fill out the form right now. Fill out the form. So, wait, my only question is, can you play this? You can't join if you're just on, like, on a computer. Well, if, if you say computer, Layton, and you mean a Mac because you're a Mac Maxi, then yes, you, you, you can start up a virtual ma machine or have a boot camp partition if you have an older Intel uh, MacBook, and then you could play. Oh man, I used I had an Intel MacBook to play Age of Empires on, but I think I don't think I have any more. Um, so I'm gonna go find a PC. I'm just gonna go like get one from somebody and make it happen. Okay, I I, I love this idea. I would love to play. Maybe like find a good return policy on a Nintendo Switch if you want. Yeah, well, Nintendo Switches those are pretty inexpensive, aren't they? Yeah. Like, is that the one that ha it's like handheld? Yeah, yeah. What if we had uh, like IR, like Nintendo Switch as part of a pool uh, pool prize? Like, you could win stuff like hardware wallets and things like that. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. That'd be cool. It's hard to do that on chain, but <laughs> but it would be cool. Yeah, we're figuring out. Who the oh yes, get a gamepad. Game pads are are pretty key for these things. You need the buttons and the stuff. The keyboard and the mouse is not probably good. Oh, NVIDIA Cloud Gaming. Do that. Maybe that'll work. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like a super fun time. Thank you, Knox and Hot Mike. I'm eating vegan um, uh, chopped cheese and a vegan Cuban sandwich from ATM Deli in Bed-Stuy. It's around the corner, and it is delicious. And I'm not eating my friends because they're my friends. I don't eat my friends. I cuddle them. <laughs> that's good. Um... Yeah, yeah I I'll, I'll just add something. Um, so this spun out um, from a chat we had um, when the first bounty was live. Um, we had already the quest together from the Arbitrum Odyssey, which was like a group thing where we, where we teamed up with all pool hotlers and um, tried to do something as a group instead of alone. Um, unfortunately, the Arbitrum Odyssey is paused. So... Um, Noxy, Nox is taking over with uh, Play Together. And if you have any ideas of things, um, 
coolers should do together and you want to get that going, reach out or just start a thread and um, let's start promoting it. Um, this can be done super easily and everyone um, is able to spin something like that up um, as it shows. So don't be shy and start your own together group um, with us. Um, yeah, this is awesome. I also wanted to give a shout out to, um, to Hot Mike, um, on the podcast this last week. I think it was this last week where, like, you posted on Lens, and it was collected a whole bunch of times. Wasn't that in this last week that that happened? Yes, the, I posted, um, the Makoso... Uh, trains of the century highlight I, i'm starting to make highlight videos for each episode and then i'm like "Ooh, how can i get it on chain and so i used leinster and leinster has this like beautiful podcast embed thing and everything so uh basically i think what is it stanislav found it and retweeted it and then there are now leinster poap farmers so you should look at the comments the comments make this beautiful like poem of 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 uh, spam bot responses, but yeah, I had twenty six hundred collects already wow. on that one, and so I posted a new one today of my conversation with Tom from Prism during NFT NYC. Sorry, I posted it yesterday. Uh, so go ahead and go uh, get that collect right there. I'll, I'll post the link. Well, I also saw what Rook tweeted today, and I thought that was really cool, just because they were like you know, referencing our podcast as, as you know, like a third-party authoritative. You can find that one, too. This is a good one. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, someone else already got it. Um, yeah, so anyways, definitely wanted to give some special shout-outs there. I also wanted to give a special shout-out to Oops, because if you read, uh, I don't know how I would say this person's name, Epo, who we were talking about earlier, if you read their community interview, it's really interesting because he's basically, they were basically like, oh, I, um, I wasn't, I, you know, I, I wasn't involved in the community, but then I started joining these community calls because there was POAPs. And because I got, started getting POAPs, I, I decided to like, you know, dive deeper into the community and now I love it. So it was cool to see not all POAP farmers are, are you know, sometimes POAP farmers become very important parts of the community. Um, okay, that's the end of the updates. Does anyone else want to add anything? There, I mean, there's a, there's a, there is a few more things to talk about, just press governance, but the major updates. Does anyone else want to add anything? Yeah, I'll pop in really quickly. Yes. Everybody running here. Um, so we've been talking for the last, I would say, even a couple of months at this point about something called the prize network. And this is an upgrade to the existing prize pools that will allow us to accept any asset, not just USDC. And this is important because people want to hold different tokens. People want exposure to different projects that they believe in. And allowing us to support new tokens would open up a lot more uh, depositors potentially to us. And so this is really something that, um, that the PT Inc. team has been working towards. And we've written a number of pieces that are these long-form uh, documents that describe how the system works, but they've been difficult to parse for a lot of people, and it's been hard to really kind of articulate the value 
And so um, I'm trying something a little bit newer, which is employing a technique that is um, uh, used at Amazon called the press release and FAQ. And so the idea is that the press release presents this product from the customer perspective. It begins with the end, which is why is this valuable? To whom are you speaking? And what are they going to get out of it? And then it follows with the FAQ, which is more intended to answer broader strategic questions about the feasibility of the product. And so I've just written, and thanks, Chark, for linking to it, but I've written this for the Prize Network. This is a fairly quick draft. Quite often at Amazon, they actually revise these a number of times. And so I invite people to read this, look at it, and see uh, if this articulates the value in a way that you understand that you find compelling, as well as um, if it answers all the questions you might have about the network. So, so please add any questions you have on the governance forums under that post, and uh, we can continue to revise it and work towards something that everyone understands. And I'll hand it off back to you, Leighton. Sure. Um, Hollywood Harry, real quick. Now that the prize amount has been lowered, how much is being used from reserves to maintain prizes? I would punt on that, yeah, because it's going to be pretty variable, especially in the next couple of weeks with the optimism incentives coming and a lot of deposits shifting and um, APRs changing and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I would say just wait a little bit because it's only been two days with the new with the new thing. So we need to see, you know, do people withdraw all those different type of things. Corrigan, is Prize Network V5? I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> it wouldn't. It, 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 one thing. One thing is. Um, I mean, okay, answered in the post, I guess. One thing though is at least my understanding, unless this has changed recently, the way it's being contemplated is that it wouldn't require migrating deposits. Um, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And that's why we've been hesitant to call it V5, because it's really just an upgrade of the existing system. And a lot of the different pieces remain the same. So, I mean, calling it V5 is convenient because conceptually it's like, oh, OK, it's the next iteration. Um, but realistically, it's it's really just sort of V4.1. But but that's not very cool, is it? V5 sounds great. <laughs> oh, yeah, V4, V4.2, V420. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, and that's why, like, in the past, V1, V2, V3, like, those did require migrations, so it, that's, it's a little bit different than, than that. Um, but again, this is also just, um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot to talk about here. Um, okay, good questions on that, but yeah, I would say, read that, I haven't even read it myself, Brendan, glad you brought that up, glad you posted it. Um, what about anything else? Yeah, you know, there is something else. So Launcher just asked a great question, which is what happened during the first OP launch? Um, this is kind of interesting. This actually speaks to the exploit that was reported uh, a couple weeks ago, which is really just a, a very minor exploit. But if the conditions are right, it could be catastrophic. And so 
What we did last week was spent two days analyzing the exploit, and then we applied a fix to the code base such that if we deployed new pools, they wouldn't be exposed to this um, you know, slim chance of it being manipulated. And just to give some context, this exploit required an attacker to basically immediately after we deploy the contracts to manipulate the exchange rate of the underlying uh, tokens that track the interest that accrues with our yield sources. Um, but as soon as, as soon as people even deposit like $100, it requires $100 million to manipulate just due to the way the system works. And so it was a high risk uh, if we weren't monitoring the contracts. And so anyway, needless to say, long story short, <clears throat> we fixed the exploit. But now the fix, the fix resulted in users losing one way because of rounding issues within floating point calculations. Rather than gaining one way, which was in a sense part of the exploit, you would lose, uh, which is essentially a millionth of a dollar. Now, that's not a big deal, really, but optically, that's a problem. If somebody deposits $100 and gets back $99.9999, that doesn't look good. And so, while it's a pretty, you know, numerically minor problem, we decided to redeploy the contracts using the pre-exploit code and um, monitor them. And immediately, actually, Pierre was, was right on it when we used some of the operations team funds to deposit $10,000 immediately after. So we mitigated any chance of uh, manipulation uh, immediately after. So um, the pool safe to use and people, if de they deposit $100, get back $100. And um, so, so yeah, that's, that's why there was a two-phase OP deploy, basically. The first one had the exploit. The second one didn't. Now... This is something that we are definitely going to look into in the future. Um, the system isn't perfect, but it's pretty darn good. And um, we're, we're very happy with the uh, positioning of the security for this release. So no worries to anyone um, there. And even with the old pool, there really isn't any issue, but it's just optics, really. So hopefully that answers your question, Lancer. Well, one more. Under the Sea just asked, does this mean that V4 needs a re-audit once the bug fix is implemented or just always deploy with a deposit? Yeah, so this is why we installed the exploit is because in the future, we would like to <coughs> roll out like dozens of prize pools. We want to make sure that we can scale, that the system scales easily. And um, being able to do so, it would be much easier if we didn't have to monitor and be very, very careful with these deployments, <clears throat> especially if other people start using the code. Like if this becomes, you know, an open source library for whatever reason, just like with V3, people started forking this, it would become a risk. And um, the fix that we implemented was simple enough that we did not believe an audit was uh, necessitated. But if we were to revisit our, the way that we compute the interest, we would need a full re-audit. Um, so, so right now, we don't have plans, immediate plans, to rewrite everything. Um, but if we did proceed with an actual V5, then yes, we would do a complete uh, re-audit. So again, not a very simple answer under the sea, but needless to say, um, we feel good with our where we're at right now. And when we do rewrite that code to make sure it's perfect, perfect, then we will revisit with an audit.
if if um if we're done with that, I would like to bring up one thing. But I, I but I want to see if anyone else has something to bring say before I transition to a new topic. One more question. Uh, Torgan's popped in and asked, "What would be the best place for me to leave concerns about the Prize Network design?" And I would say the first post, the first full post. Um, the press release FAQ is meant to be a fairly high-level document. Um, if you go down to scroll down to the bottom of that post, there is the the prize pool network post, and I'll actually add the link right here. So Torgan, that's going to be the best place to post because that's the complete specification of the uh, of the new network. Keep it coming. Anything else? Any other questions? There's a one from NCookie. Yeah. Uh, oh, would, it, would it not be possible to deploy the contract and deposit into it on the next block through a script or multi-call? For sure. We could create a contract that creates contracts that um, has liquidity in it. And um, yeah, there's, there's other ways that we can handle this for sure. There's kind of a balance between time and effort and just getting it done. And we felt it was safe enough for safe enough for us to just do it manually, fire in a thousand or ten thousand dollars and just move on with our lives. So I mean it's it's funny. It's it, Leighton had a great phrase the other day, which was um um Leighton, what was that phrase again? What would you say what did you say? The pennies and uh, pound. Uh penny pennies penny smart pound stupid. Yeah, penny smart pound stupid. I really like that because um you can be penny smart in the sense that you are spending a ton of time and effort for such small returns and pounds stupid and that you're not spending your time on the high ticket, big, you know, big picture items. And in that case, yes, we could have spent a day writing a smart contract and putting liquidity in there to deploy it correctly. But when it comes down to it, you just deploy the contract and fire in some liquidity and make sure it's okay. You know, just, it just needs some monitoring to, uh, to handle it properly. So it's very easy to just sort of be super OCD about something and just spend an infinite amount of time on it. But really there comes a point where you just have to move on with your lives and just do your due diligence enough just to get things working. Exactly. If it gets exploited, you deploy it again. Um, good stuff. Okay, well, one thing I want to bring up that I don't have fully formed thoughts around, but I just really want to, and, and under the scene, I have been talking about this a little bit. I, I really think we have an opportunity right now to sort of rally our community, the broader optimism community, the broader DeFi community around growing pool together um, and, and, and setting some goals and um, adjusting and, and setting some goals and increasing the prizes as we can grow pool together. Um, that's one thing we haven't really done right now, right? Like we have made some changes to the prizes, but we haven't sort of explicitly stated like, hey, if we can, if we can get to 50 million, prizes are going to go from this much a day to this much. If we can get to 100 million, they'll go from this much a day to this much. Um, so I don't, I don't have the exact idea, but I just sort of wanted to bring it up as something that's on my mind of what I, I do want to try and pitch something, put something together, you know, because to me, the stars are aligning. Um, you know, 
we, we now have ways to use pool together with very low gas fees. Um, we have these optimism incentives coming. We haven't had incentives since V4 launched. We've never had incentives with V4. <laughs> like we have, we have the USDC prizes, yes, but we've never had, um, we've never had uh, anything other than that. We never had like token incentives or fixed or fixed returns, and um, so that's a huge thing. Gas fees are lower. Um, networks are opening up. Like I, I expect, like uh, Coinbase will be enabling like direct USDC withdrawals to Optimism things like that, um, and also just the, in general. I think people are very uh, sort of over all the DeFi 2.0 stuff, all the centralized stuff. And I think people are really looking for, hey, what's just a simple, you know, secure way to show why blockchains are valuable, to show how we can save, save our money. And um, I, just think we have a, I just think we have a really big opportunity. And so I just sort of wanted to bring that up. I don't have a pitch, a specific pitch of like, hey, let's do X, Y, Z. But I do want to come up with something where we can sort of say like, okay, to everybody, if we can get to you know ten thousand depositors and fifty million dollars by the end of um, you know July or August, then then we like can up prizes by this, which then can lead us to get to this amount, which then we can up prizes by that, like that whole type of narrative, which I think we can really do. So, um, anyways, that's it. I don't know if anyone wants to add anything to it, but I just wanted to say that. So I definitely think that that's like a, a cool idea. I think it's kind of a problem that our prizes are already super incentivized right now. So like it would make more sense if our prizes were smaller right now and then we would have had like more room to grow without being unsustainable. Um, yeah, that's like my first thought. Yeah, yeah, I think that's valid and I think yeah, I think that's 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 a very valid viewpoint. Um, I I do think you know I do I'll give the contrasting viewpoint because it's the viewpoint I hold. I'm not very concerned with price sustainability at this stage. I'm I'm very concerned with growth. Um, I think you know there's obviously a lot of differences between like protocols and and, and startups, but I do think one thing. Um, I, I do think like if you if you were if you were to analogize, let's say let's say right now there's like a a three thousand dollar daily subsidy, that would be one the lowest subsidy we've ever had. If you if you if you go back to like last year when we were distributing you know tens of thousands of dollars worth of pool tokens a day, the one would be the lowest subsidy we've ever had. And two, if you if you're talking about a three thousand dollar subsidy, if you put that into a startup context, that's like incredibly low for something that's trying to be high growth. And so I do think. It's very important for the protocol to have a path to sustainability, but I think optimizing for sustainability early on um, could be really damaging to us. So that's that's sort of my perspective on that. I mean, but 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 I would totally agree that the problem the problem that I see right now is we're not doing either, right? Like we're not growing fast and we're also not sustainable. And I agree that that is not an ideal state. So it should be one or the other. Like it should be either fully sustainable and then if it's not growing, that's not as much of a problem. Or it should be like growing really fast, but not sustainable, but that's not as much of a problem because there's a path to getting it to that. Um, so anyways, that's, that's my counterpoint to that, but that's not to discount what you're saying or your concerns. Um, and I'm gonna try and find an old post I wrote about this. Yeah, I definitely see like how that can make sense. 
um, I think like usually in the traditional startup world, you're kind of just trying to get to the next funding round. And that's like where you stock back up on your cash after being unprofitable. And that's kind of the thing that I'm not seeing for us is like, I, I don't see where like the next top up of, of investor money is going to come from. That doesn't seem like something that's in the cards anytime soon to me. Um, yes, I, um, sorry, I'm trying to find this thing real quick, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a valid point, right? Again, like that's why protocols and, and, and startups are very different. <laughs> um, I do think to me that, that point about like, okay, if, if there's a group of people that want to grow the protocol, how does that group of people get funded? That goes back to the discussion of, um, do we want a legal entity that represents, quote unquote, uh, the pool together DAO, right? So like, we have this quote unquote pool together DAO sort of right now, but I would, my, my assumption would be if you asked people on this phone call, every single person would say something different about like who's in it and what, what it is and what, what purpose it is. And um, if that was formalized in the way that most protocols do this, right, it's through a foundation. That's why you have like the Optimism Foundation, the DYDX Foundation, the, um, the, the Uniswap Foundation, et cetera. The way most of the protocols do this is through a foundation. If there was sort of something formalized that said, hey, this entity exists to serve the growth of the protocol, that would make the fundraising, that would at least open the door to that because then that, that entity could be the entity that facilitates that. Um, so that, that's, that's a thought on that. But, but I agree. I, I see your point, like, as is. Like, if we don't have any sort of, like, plan, we don't just want to be unsustainable. Yeah. But I mean, even if we had that, like the only thing that we could sell would be pool tokens, right? Which <laughs> on the, at the current market prices are not worth a lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Totally. So yeah. we need more trading volume for pool. We need more use cases for pool. We should be able to stake pool. We need to make pool more valuable. It's clear that governance and voting is not enough for people. And so we need to push forward and continue iterating on pool together until we have a system that aligns the, the needs of the pool token holders as well as the users so that they mutually benefit from the protocol. So um, yeah, that's, that's gonna be a, a big plot point here for us, especially because just like you say, I mean, if pool is our leverage, then we need to get pool up. We need to get pool to become more valuable and then investors will take note and perhaps jump on uh, uh, the rocket ship. So it's going to be very important for us to focus on tokenomics and make sure that we're building something that aligns everyone together so that we're all pushing in the same direction. Absolutely. And to speak more to incentives, I think if we had the ability to very, very quickly and easily onboard new assets, um, just like with chains, like with optimism, we will be able to get incentives. Like for example, with the uh, Go, the new stable coin that uh, Aave is, is potentially gonna put out. Being early adopters of that token, we can likely get uh, incentives that we can push to users to grow TVL. And so what will be key for us is to make sure that we can find lots of these partners so that we, we can start funneling these incentives to users to grow TVL without hemorrhaging money ourselves. And um, 
that that'll help us put us on the path to sustainability. And you know what? There'll always be new tokens. There will always be new tokens. There's already thousands of tokens out there. Um, and being able to engage with all these different projects, I think, will be really valuable for us. Um, hi, Torgan. I didn't say we need to pump it. Um, it is, but it's something that we we want to align the incentives of pool token holders as well as depositors. Absolutely. Um, and as well, we need to have stronger austerity measures. You know, something that uh, something else that I like again, I just it's just because I read the book on Amazon. But something else I like about what Amazon does is that they have very low salaries, and instead they focus on equity because that is the results in long term alignment of the full time employees with Amazon itself, and it's been very effective. People are very committed. People want to push that project forward. Um, so having stronger austerity measures to keep us alive in these times, focusing on pool tokenomics to make sure that we are aligning everyone so we're all pushing in the same direction uh, i think was really going to help us as well as growth with partnerships getting incentives from them using those to reward people in the pools so that people are here for more than just uh the uh, the interest so there's a lot of different facets that we need to be pushing out to really make this work but uh we're on our, we're on the path we're going to do it i'm very optimistic Yes. Um, loitering Sean, uh, or Sean, which is called Sean, he used to be Loitering Gorilla, which I missed that name. What's Sean. up, Brandon? Yeah, how you doing? Should I go, should, should I go back to Loitering Gorilla? Is that, uh, I changed the avatar from Homer Simpson to a gorilla. I mean, I guess it was tricky because we were calling you Sean, but then you were called Loitering Gorilla. So it's, it's tough when you have these two different names, um, you know, you're <laughs> versus not. Um, but Sean brought up a good point, which is the uh, multi-delegator and project utility. And that's that's another opportunity here is partnering with these different NFT projects to give them utility through pool together um, so that they can offer their NFT holders something more than just pride of ownership. And um, so there's there are other opportunities even outside of our core uh, value proposition. So lots to be done. Yeah, my, my, my whole point that I was making is that um, because there's a lot of discussion on what to do is to, I, I don't think that, that we have a problem per se. Growth has slowed, yes. The, at least the challenge I can say that I have experienced from the marketing working group side of things is that there are too many opportunities that we're chasing and they're, and they're all good opportunities. We're taught, we, you know, we just expanded to optimism. We're going to expand to Arbitrum. There's the multi-delegator and going after DAOs and projects. There's on-ramps. There's, there's on-ramps and people in low-income countries that don't save at all. There's, uh, there, there's going after people who are crypto native and don't know about the protocol and don't have awareness of it. There are, there are just so many opportunities. But if we try to go after all of them, we're going to get none of them. And I think that we need alignment on let's pick this one focus and let's put all of our resources to go after this one focus and let's go cr crush that and then once we've hit a satiation point in that one focus let's go to that next focus and then go to the next one and then go to the next one and as opposed to tackling all of them at the same time we put the entire weight of the community behind one achieve it move to the next one that was the point that I, that was the point i was making which i think is relevant to this conversation that we're having so sean is saying we're ne we need to pull together uh, uh. Sean, Sean I also think I, I feel like that does relate to or I don't know if you I don't want to put words in your mouth but I feel like it relates to what I was what I was sort of talking about a bit with just like 
can we set out some specific goals and rally around those? Can we set out a specific goal of like, let's get to 50 million by the end of August, let's get to 75 by the end of September. And if we hit that goal, if we hit the 50 million goal, X, Y, Z will happen. And, you know, here's our, here's our, here's our strategy to get there, like that type of thing. Um, Cause I do think there's, there's a ton of energy here, right? There's a ton of people and, and, and there's a ton of, and, and the last thing I'll say real quick is like, I, I also agree with you, Sean, that like the tailwinds right now are all in our favor. Um, it's getting easier and easier to, to um, use to use blockchains. It's getting cheaper in, to use it. It's getting easier to bridge assets to them. It's getting easier to set up wallets. Like all these things are going in our favor. And so we just need to make sure people know about it. People um, can access it in simple ways and uh, people understand why it's the best place for them to save their money. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, I agree with that. And I'm sorry, I dropped off for a sec, so I probably missed you saying that. But yes, I, but what I'm actually saying is, yes, let's set the objective and then let's actually set the focus of where we're, how we're going to achieve that objective. Right. Because you know, I can tell you that at least the people that I have worked with on the, on the marketing working group side, there is a lot of talent and there's a lot of skill, whether it be, you know, major who knows how to, how to, how to, how to buy in traffic media or whether it be, you know, Gombat Fire uh, or Knox who, uh, who, who are like uh, super interested in looking at new markets and new opportunities or whether it be Tim, who's just Tim uh, or Hot Mike, who's just Hot Mike and using every resource possible. Like the, at least from our side, the desire's there. And I feel that, um, you know, we're, we're excited, but, but every time we try to push something forward, we, we, trip over ourselves and so that direction will at least help us i think it's also we need to be clear on um i, I mean who was it torgan just said talked about austerity measures and uh i just i think we need to be clear on like listen hey we're not going to have anybody working full-time for pool together um we're we're expecting of any of the contributors to like just being clear on expectations and what people can do because um, like personally, I've been putting full-time work into pool together, uh, for a while now. Uh, and then, and, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting to work, continue to work full-time for pool together, but at the same time, it's just like, that's probably not possible for me to be able to do that and be compensated for it. So as long as we can be clear about expectations and like, Hey, here's the goal, this is what we're going to do. And these are the constraints. Like these are the limitations uh, as a community, as a whole, that's good. And I think part of what we need to do is structure. And I think our structure is like pretty all over the place right now or uh, messy. And so I, I would just love an offsite. I would love just to have like the top contributors get in a room and like hug each other and like trust each other. And, and then, and then we like have a way forward, but I understand DAOs aren't that simple and easy, but somebody, I need hugs. Uh, I'm just going to jump in real quick. Um, I feel super awkward talking on, on stage, so just disclaimer. But I was talking about this at my job, which is also a crypto company. And we were talking about how when you get a bunch of really innovative and creative people in the same place, there's so many ideas on the method of which to get the message out. But if you're not aligned on the actual goal and very aligned to a specific goal, it's it's almost like a waste of time, but at the same time, you don't want to throw away valuable ideas. So it's the plan was sort of like put all the valuable ideas in a backlog, and then every I don't know y'all are familiar, you probably are, but um, with sprint planning and um, I think it's called agile. But 
agile, which is like a two week session is called a sprint. And then main, major goals are epochs or something. I don't know, whatever. The point is you go back to the backlog and you say, what are we planning to launch? What's the goal? Uh, and which one of these methods like is now a good time to start our podcast? Because if you don't have a clear goal and you just start a podcast, and this is just an example, it will be a flop because it will be all over the place and you won't be aligned. So I think aligning on goals and having sort of short-term and long-term goals will probably help because there's so many talented and passionate people here um, that have something to offer. But if there's not really a clear sense of purpose, it's hard to, to contribute in a valuable way. That's valuable to both the protocol and our time, like individually. So. Um, yes, <clears throat> I, I totally agree with that, Lipster. And um, yeah, that was really well said. Um, and, and I also, I wanna, I think that's, I think it's connected to, 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 to I wanna go back to what Tim said for a second too, which is, um, so, okay, so like going, going, if we go back a year and a half, right, when the pool token launched, um, there, there was no, the, the pool token, the pool token controlled, controls, does control and did control the protocol, right? And, but, but what's happened, I guess, what's happened in the last year and a half is that we've had a amazing um, a number and quality of individuals sort of join the community and start, and just, and just sort of pick things up and start contributing. And by and large, that has been informal and it's been uncompensated. It's just been people just doing things, which is, which is amazing, but it's also, to Tim's point, it's like, it's not sustainable and it's, um, and it's, uh, it's not sustainable and like, and it can create a bad experience because someone can come and say, well, look, I spent six months here doing tons of work and what did I, I didn't get anything for that. And so <clears throat> I think there are two things needed. I think Livster, what you were just saying, like we need that alignment um, on the, on the, the goals. But I do think the other thing, which is much more practical, which I have actually been spending a lot of time on is, is like the structure. So, um, this goes back to what I was talking about right now, quote unquote, pool together DAO. Like, what is that? Every, again, I think every single person you ask would tell you something different. And, it, and there is no like legal entity that represents like a pool together DAO. But I think given how the community has grown, it might be time to make one. It might be time to create one um, where it's like, hey, this is the people who are contributing to the protocol. They're doing so as a part of this legal entity. And, um, and you know, here's how you get hired into that entity. Here's how you get fired from that entity. Here's how you get paid from that entity, et cetera, et cetera. Like, um, you know, and we don't, obviously, entity, right? Entity is broad, right? It could be a nonprofit entity. It could be a foundation entity. Don't think like a, a company hierarchy. Don't think like that. But, well, I mean, there would be some hierarchy, but but don't think of it in the same sense of like a traditional company necessarily. Um, so anyways, I, 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 because, you know, to your point, Tim, there, like, you can't work for pool together right now in a legal sense, at least. Like you can, you can work for the company, Pool Together Inc. And you can contribute to the protocol, but there is no way to like get hired by the protocol. And the protocol doesn't have any, it, the protocol is a piece of open source software and it doesn't have a, a you know, a legal entity that represents it. So um, anyways, um, I have actually written up something on this that I've shared with a couple people already just to get feedback. 
just in terms of like the legal side of it, not so much the mission vision of it, but the legal side of it, like how do we, the structural legal entity side of it. So it is to me a really important thing to, 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 get, to get addressed and to create clarity so that we don't lose people because we want more of what we're seeing. But in order for that to happen, we need to be able to build a structure to support it. Yeah, and Star Trek, like, it, it could, there is a path potentially where, like, each person could create their own company. And, like, if you work for the protocol, you were doing it through a company. But, um, but, uh, but, I, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a viable option. Um, smart investor, who is responsible for setting this up? I mean, I I don't know exactly <laughs> how how it will play out. I, I think the next concrete step is like I can I, I'm very close. I can I can share this this document I've been working on. Um, I think if people in the in the in, I think I think probably the next step would be share this document. If if cool token holders are aligned that this is a good thing and a good idea, then I the way I would probably see it happening is there would be like a vote. Um, by pool token holders to say like yes, let's instantiate an entity. Let's you know allocate it with these resources and this mandate, and and that not entity now represents um, this pool together DAO, which is distinct from um, pool together Inc. The company. We're not. We're definitely not. And I'm sorry, I haven't been able to track everything. Um, but uh, in the chat, but we're definitely not the only people thinking about this by any means. And there's actually like, even as we speak today, or not today, but even just in the last several weeks, there's a lot of active research happening on this topic and a lot of really good research happening. I'm just trying to find some links to it, but I can't find it right now. But anyways, all that to say, like, we're not the only people dealing with this. And um, we are very much at the forefront, but we're not the only people dealing with it. And there's a lot of uh, uh, good, really good work being done outside that we can leverage. Is everything is is it just silent right now? Wow, well, I thought yeah. it was just We're me. All yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, what was what, what happened to my headphones? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. Like I, I think, I mean, at least from my perspective, I'm fully on board with trying to establish something like that. Uh, and I think we're all kind of mulling that over right now. Yeah, my take is that um, every DAO right now is having this conversation in one way or another, and some of them aren't having the conversation. And instead, the people in the DAO are feeling sort of pissed and like they're 
their work is not being seen. So I feel like the fact that we're having this conversation is already a big step forward. And I think learning from other DAOs that are successful is a great way to move forward as well. And the problem is, is like, okay, who's going to set this up? Well, we would need what we want to build to assign the task and have someone set it up and work properly. So it's sort of like this chicken and egg situation. But I think at, like the start of this conversation could be the start of like starting to throw around ideas and move in the right direction. My thoughts. I can say one thing too, from the pool together Inc. company perspective is, um, we, we actually, the, the pool together Inc. employees, we're all meeting up next week. Um, just to, we, we meet up every quarter just to sort of talk and try and get aligned internally. And, um, and so I definitely think at least, at least from our side, like from the company side, the pool together Inc. company side, we could, I don't know if by the end of next week, but we, in the near future, we could put together like what we would propose at least of like, hey, here's how we could see this working, the role of the company, the role of, um, you know, the role of uh, this quote unquote pool together DAO. That's not to say it needs to be the only one or other people can't present their own ideas for how, how, how to structure it. But um, I think we could at least do that. Also, I'll interject since it's pretty quiet. Um, just to go back to Layton's point that he made earlier, I think we underestimate how much easier things will get, not just for us, but for the space in general, when just it becomes more accessible. Like, like I said, the Coinbase adding you know, multiple bridges now. I think the frick we, we um, underestimate or overestimate, like the amount of friction that will be removed just organically as more builders and just people come into the space fintechs etc and i think our job will get easier and um i think that's something to look forward to and yeah i think over time like more growth would just naturally happen organically like i saw it when i was helping my dad deposit into pools together there was this bridge and um you know we forgot the matic and i went to, went on like defin for the gas gasless exchange to kind of circumvent that but that wasn't working so i had to send him some matic etc like if he now with like the coinbase bridge that would have taken us like probably five minutes so yeah i think the friction is going to be removed at an exponential rate over the next like one or two years and yeah we need to kind of account for that and not be like too harsh on ourselves for like awareness or onboarding <clears throat> i think that's a fantastic point um that's my ted talk kind of it kind of encapsulates everything that has kind of been brought up here in terms of figuring out how we go from point A to point B. How do we hit those metrics? Um, maybe targeting those types of on ramps where you know Coinbase or you know neo banks is the way to go, and that's how we're actually going to achieve the TVLs that we want to hit. And we all just need to you know agree on that or agree on some general methodology to get there. All right, well, since it's quiet too, I'll throw out one other question. I've been pumping this, the, the optimism bounty for uh, territories for two weeks, and we still only have one. Shout out to Mon for, uh, for putting it in. Um, 
is it is it that people aren't interested in participating or is it too difficult of a concept or is the incentive not good enough or should we not be trying to engage this through the community uh, i'm very curious to hear people's thoughts because it's not seems to not be working the way that it's saying have it not is it not clear enough like can someone give me their thoughts I'll pipe in. Um, I'll be completely honest with you, Sean. I haven't read it. But um, I just wonder how much work is being done in terms of hustling to find people and, and doing outreach. Because it seems like it's a very professional tack to take. And we need to do better in terms of um, reaching out to our professional networks and pulling people in that are capable of, of executing on it. So that, that would be my first inclination. I think this DAO is very bent towards, and actually crypto in general is bent towards production in terms of developers, designers, uh, people building things um, because it's just very technical in nature. And so doing bounties like uh, we did for Optimism are much easier because those are the people that are in our community, people that are programmers and, and designers and, and, and whatnot. And so um, we generally have more of those. So I think that's probably why those bounties have been filled much faster. Um, but again, I, I, I am shooting from the hip right now, but um, I would say that it's likely because we need to do more outreach there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we, this was a grand experiment and we, you know, it was a very possibility that experiments don't, don't succeed. Um, and, it, and it could be something that's very outside of what people are, are used to. Um, and, and so the only thing, we're now live on optimism. And so the opportunity to try to attract uh, depositors specifically from the way that we wrote the brief pool together previous pool together depositors who pulled out because it was too expensive on ethereum and will now redeposit optimism like that still exists so we should be trying to push out a campaign sooner than later um if we want to try to capitalize on that opportunity and so if we aren't going to if we're not if you know if we don't have the network within the dow to get people to try to write some territories, then let's pull it back and let's try some other tactics mm -hmm. to, to get there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that, was not, that was not the purpose of my question. I was just curious of, 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 of what people's thoughts were. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. go ahead Brendan. Well, I was just going to say, uh, there are some crypto job sites. They, they've always popped up in my feed. I haven't actually uh, stayed on top of them, but there are a number of them for people that simply want to work in Web3. And it might actually be worth putting this out uh, to those networks, um, as well as perhaps mirroring it on Gitcoin. Gitcoin is a fairly big community, and um, they likely have more non-technical people there than, uh, than just putting it into DWORK. So that could be an option as well, is just broadcasting more. Um, yeah, it's interesting with bounties. You know, just on... I mean, we should have a retrospective. There's there's a lot that the PT Inc. team is going to talk about next week, just like Leighton was alluding to. But it's interesting with the bounties and with the type of work we're doing. It's knowledge work. You have to learn how the system works in order to update it, at least from the production side. Um, and doing things in a piecemeal way with bounties is very challenging. Um, like when yesterday we needed to redeploy the Optimism uh, system. Dr. CPU was on vacation. He had a planned vacation. Um, we had a few others that were, were available part-time, but we needed to hammer it out and get it done. 
And, you know, it really speaks to the need for us to scale our organization with full-time contributors. So part of the discussions next week will be just that. How do we scale this organization? Um, this, is a, this is a big open question for us, even, even before we start creating, you know, um, product backlogs and whatnot. I mean, those are great, but we really need some accountability. We need professionals and we need to move faster than we are now. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more to be said there. I'm not sure if this is the right place for there it. There we go. Um, okay. But, uh, oh, can you, are you having a weird mic thing? Is somebody else actually speaking right now? Oh, sorry, that was me. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, we should, uh, we should reflect on the, how the bounties program went. I think this is a really interesting experiment that we did in terms of engaging with the community to push this forward. I think the community's done a bang up job in terms of um, fulfilling the bounty specs. I think we need to look critically at how it works cohesively in terms of um, response times, in terms of operations, in terms of actually being present as a sort of uh, service level agreement kind of, but it's more just people just being present. You know, we need people that are full time. Um, so, uh, Anyway, I, I've got a lot more thoughts to organize around that. There's a lot more to be said around that, but just wanted to highlight that. It's just interesting to hear this talk with the bounties and fulfilling these roles because imagine going out there to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, do you want to fulfill this bounty, this one-time bounty? It's going to be a tough sell. Um, it'd be much easier to be like, hey, do you want to be hired full-time and learn pool together and learn how to market pool together, learn about the system so you can speak about it? Um, I think we need more full-timers. We need more commitment than we do just these one-offs. But boundaries are powerful, so we'll have to figure out how to use them properly. Um, this will be an ongoing experiment, I think. Perhaps that's enough of Brendan for the moment. I'm happy to hand this off <laughs> to somebody else. Well, well, Dylan, you want to say, Dylan was giving some feedback. Do you want to give your feedback, Dylan? wasn't on the stage um yeah i was just replying to sean it was a little delayed but i was just saying you guys pumped out a lot of content and i wasn't really sure where to start to figure out what exactly a territory was or how to begin contributing and then yeah i think hop mike just sent me a nice tldr but i couldn't find that from the bounty or the big brief that was linked so yeah, I guess just having that TLDR, I think, would have at least given you a couple more responses. And here's here that's like another uh, paradox of pool together, but also governance and crypto in general is I live the life of TLDR to the point where I'm not clear in communication. But I feel like there has to be this giga chad big brain governance post that's 17 pages long so that people are like, whoa this is serious, you know, but, but, uh, so I, I don't know the balance. So Sean is the 17 page gigabrain poster. And I'm the, can I put that in three bullet points, please? Cause I don't want to read all that. And there's this, that, there's this like yin yang battle of just like, which one should win. Uh, and, and I would love clarity on how pull together, like, what do we value? Cause right now we value massive posts. 
I personally prefer both. Have the TLDR at the top and then yeah, link out. So the people who want to get all of the detail can, and the people who are only going to read the first few sentences anyways can get the first few sentences and have them well-crafted. Yeah, I agree. This is another thing is like, like uh, a lot of time we lose momentum without weekly meetings, but then everybody, then you can also meeting yourself to death. But I feel like at least in the stuff that I'm involved in, I have DMs for sure. And maybe like a couple of those DM group messages turn into meetings, but we don't have like standing meetings for um, like marketing or because we actually don't have official marketing right now. Um, but, but just that const that weekly contact is like so key especially for content i'm calling out content and i'm calling out marketing and i'm calling out myself also with the biz dev stuff but then again it's like finding that balance of do we have meetings or not for every week absolutely i just want to echo that that's something that we've also talked about is um uh, just meeting with uh, leadership of these different teams. And it's something that we've kind of danced around now for ever. And it just speaks to the organization. We just need some significant improvements to process, how we work together, uh, how we communicate. I, I do like the long form posts. I do find that for some of the more complex discussions is that you need to lay these things out. You cannot explain these in a PowerPoint. You really need, do need to have the full breadth of the conversation. But just like Dylan said, we need the TLDR. Um, so that's that's something that we're gonna have to figure out how to manage and how to balance. Um, and the other thing is that um, everything gets lost. Things get very quickly buried in the Gov Forum. And so having weekly conversations with the, uh, the, the different leadership, I think will be really valuable to propagate the important topics and conversations. Um, so yeah, there's so much more we, we need to talk about. And I don't think we're going to solve all the problems in this call, but it's it's really good to hear from everybody that everybody's feeling the same pain because that means that we're all really motivated to to fix this and move forward together. So I am excited about that. Oh, I want to add one thing. This is kind of totally unrelated. Um, there was a UI slip up in that it appeared that Optimism was going to award just a few hours ago. It turns out, and I actually completely forgot how we configured it. It was sort of my bad. I set the expectation uh, incorrectly. The first draw starts today. And so today is when eligibility begins. So yesterday we deployed it. People started firing in their deposits, um, but eligibility starts today. And the first draw will be tomorrow, just so everyone knows. So. I think um, perhaps those expectations weren't managed perfectly, but hopefully that uh, that's all fixed now. So, also uh, coordinate epics or epochs have been moved to after the community call, so that we can do this very thing, which is remind everyone to make their give allocations for this epoch, which closes very soon. 
Um, also a reminder that I get a grant now for doing the podcast. So please, I appreciate your give, but don't give me give because of the podcast. Give me give because of other things that you like about me. I actually lowered my allocation because he sang today. Like I was allocating and then <laughs> I was scrolling down and it got to Tim and he started singing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just skip this one. <laughs> Amazing. I've been meaning to allocate more to Sean, by the way. I think Sean is doing a great job. Highly appreciate it. One thing I'm sharing in the chat real quick is the code of conduct. We've spoken about it last week, but I just want to um, give a quickly reminder about it. Um, we, we're talking about uh, a lot about working together and collaborating today. And uh, the code of conduct are some really good basic guidelines um, that have been adopted by over 100,000 open source projects. Um, and I'm su suggesting to adopt these too. Um, so if you have any thoughts about those, um, get them out now on the governance forum. Thank you. Okay, so what's the plan? What's the plan moving forward for DAO structure and such? What did we what do we say? Who's doing what when? Well, I had said that Pool Together Inc. would be would be working on this and presenting I would I guess you could just call it a proposal, but I don't want that to be an exclusionary statement. I mean I think if other people want to take initiative and there's 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 two there's three there's three things, right? There's um a, a sort of technical question of like entity type, right? What entities type makes the most sense? Is it is it a foundation? Is it a nonprofit? Is it a company, etc.? There's a type of there's a qu question of structure. Okay, so regardless of what the entity is, how is it structured? Is there five different teams? Is there ten different teams? Is there one team? You know, etc. That's a structure question. The third question, which is actually the most important, is sort of back to like what, what Lipster was saying, which is just sort of, and it goes back to MK, right? Of like making sure there's alignment on sort of why are we all here? <laughs> What's the sort of the constitution? What's sort of the 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 mission and the vision? Um, and again, and I think I think on that last point, I think that's I think we all know that. I don't think there's a ton. I do think there's some areas where there's different people have different opinions, but um, but uh, right. And that we'll start. Sorry, let me finish this thought. So um, so yes. So so anyway. Uh, so uh, the last question is like what's what why are we all here right and I, th and I, th I think there are some areas of divergence i think for the most part we're aligned but there is not like a formal articulation so those are the three buckets and i think um i think that last bucket that's a little bit more of a longer discussion that's going to need a lot of community input i think those first two those are more the first one in particular is, is, is a pretty black or white it's just more of a logistical question what makes the most sense um, the second one, it's not black or white, but there's a smaller universe of sort of options around it. Um, so those first two are the ones that I am really thinking about a lot. And, um, 
and I think from the pool together inside, we could say like, look, okay, we're you know we're seeing a lot of people contribute who want to contribute to the protocol. There's not like a structured way to do so. Here's an idea of how that could be structured from both an entity perspective as well as a sort of internal organizational perspective. Um, but again, I, I don't want that to be exclusionary. If other people have different ideas, um, then those should be those should be uh, brought up. Okay, so real quick, I just want to say I have already made a DAO resource for another thing because I was just putting a bunch of DAO stuff together, but I've added a few notes of DAOs I think that would be interesting for us to look at, and I'll just, it's a Notions page though, so if we have Notions haters out there, I'm sorry, but I will paste the link in here in the chat. That'll be awesome. Yeah, definitely paste that. I'm going to open it. And hopefully read it <laughs> this weekend. But I have a lot of open tabs right now. I also want to point out that uh, Livster and Bab are newly added to Coordinate. Uh, Livster has been connecting us up on the BizDev front with some leads it's super excited to pursue some of those things and then also bab almost won the nft nyc oat uh competition with 20 distributions it it was far and away the the best effort i've seen to somebody who's who's uh new to the community and the fire and the and the competitive um flames no one could squelch but ended up not winning because of the whole deposit requirement. But Bab and Livster, if you need some get someone to give give to, I encourage you to give to both of them. New coordinate peeps. Good stuff. Livster, you're going to share that Notion document. Is there a link coming? Yes. I was wondering if I should put it in DAO innovation, or I'll just put it here. Hold on. There's a real, if you read any one single thing from this, it's Radar's um, Futures Economy. Their, their, uh, their DAO serves as a futures agency, basically. But they start, we created this whole economy seat that we voted on and worked to together on and wrote. And I think it's a good example of how economically a DAO could, could work and be transparent at the same time. But yeah, so I'll post that right now because I think people will see the notions page and be like, ah, it's too much. But if you read any single thing, let it be this. And now I'm going to send the notion page. Wait, Brendan, if it unlocks tomorrow, that means it did happen today, right? I'm just looking at this chat. Quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I got the draw wrong. Yeah, I got the draw wrong. So it unlocks tomorrow. So you can start claiming your prizes tomorrow, basically. Okay. Yeah, so for every, everyone probably already knows this, but basically a draw, a draw when, you, when you deposit, you're immediately eligible to win. And a, whenever a draw happens, though, there's a 24-hour delay between when the draw, between when you can actually claim your prize. And the reason for that delay is just because 
there's cross-chain communication happening, communication between different blockchains, and that that delay creates an opportunity to fix an issue if there's any issues with cross-chain communication, and also just because it takes a long time to communicate across chains. So, um, yeah. But there's a, there is a hack, which is that under the sea maintains pool explorer.win, which you can then go and see if you won on under the sea's website using using pool explorer.win. But it looks like the draw info is not on there yet, which I'm sure it will be soon. But wait, does Pooly work on Optimism now too? I believe so. Sure, sure, sure. Under the sea thought that's out already. Um, some people really thought in advance here. See, the dangerous person about having somebody musical um, on the call and then saying under the sea a lot is you're really playing with fire. Under like, the sea. It's taking everything I have not to, but go, Tiar, go. I'll harmonize. Man, I can't, I can't. Oh. When is your uh, community call DJ set coming? When's my what? Sorry. It's, out. it's loud outside right now. Sorry. Your community call DJ set. Uh, when I figured out how to make my mixer stream to my MacBook. Um, I'm super untechnical what this, what this, about this kind of stuff. I need someone I mean, to come and to connect my mixer to my to my MacBook in a way that it's able to stream. My mixer is old. It's an old pioneer. But I really want to do that. Um, I've reached out to the DJ of Dancer's World um, so they can show me how that works. Under the sea, under the sea, darling, it's better down where it's better. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they stay away. Why we devoting full time to floating under the sea? There you go, hot mic. That's for you. <laughs> One power up. <laughs> Um, so before we get totally lost here, Startree wrote into the chat uh, if we could talk about decreasing the prize frequency for a bit. Um, I'm actually a fan of that. You quiet, Gordon. You might want to try again, or or, or I'll I'll just repeat it in, in case anyone didn't hear that. Um, so uh, the real tuna has put up an RFC to decrease the draw frequency such, such that it awards every three and a half days. And um, you can see the post for the exact timestamps, but it's interesting that it kind of appeals to people uh, on either side of the world because I believe it lands at kind of odd times. Um, this is an interesting post. Uh, under the sea, just link to it there. And uh, feel free to comment, talk about it. Um, Torgan, did you have anything you wanted to talk about in terms of your your motivations? Uh, yeah, I think just like 
bigger prizes are more interesting and uh like every day seems a bit too much also like kind of in terms of um getting excited about the prize like back when there was only one prize per week it was kind of like this big thing where we all huddled around the community call and were like excited for the prize to happen whereas now there's one every day so it's kind of like all right you know it's it's not special anymore um yeah i mean uh, one, one thing i just want to add to is uh the the one sort of just to for cost benefit analysis from a technical perspective when we make the prize period longer we can't make it shorter <laughs> so it will be a permanent change um with that, so ju that's just a fact. Now, my opinion. My opinion is, I, I think I tend to agree. Like, I, yeah, I think I tend to agree. Um, less, less frequent prizes, but larger. Um, you know, the one thing I would say, Torian is like, I also remember how we used to watch and we used to be so disappointed every Friday because it was just like the top 10 depositors that won every single time. And, um, and we want to make sure we don't recreate that. Uh, which which we do, which we which we can avoid, I think, by having a lot of small prizes too. But um, yeah, I agree. I, I would love it. Would be so cool if like we all hopped on like at the same time every week, and like we're like, oh, who won this week? You know, and like if and if like thousands of people were winning prizes, that'd be really cool. Sorry, I also. Uh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, complete your thought, Lee. Uh, the last thing I'll say when I was doing the the marketing stuff today for Optimism, I did just cognitively. I was like, wow, forty three thousand dollars in prizes per week sounds like way more than $4,700 a day. Well, you could just say that. <laughs> that's true. We could, we could just, I mean, and that's what I actually I did. But um, yeah, we could just orientate the UI more around the weekly. But yeah. So I just want to make a note that we can change the beacon period. Leighton, you're thinking of an old constraint that we had. Um, you can't. We can change the frequency to whatever we want. So that's that's not. There's no technical issues holding us back there, um, by no means. Um, but um, can you do can you do different prizes? Like every draw has to have the same prizes, or can you do like daily small prizes and then weekly? There's the zinger. Well, so what you're talking about is interesting um, because. What I was about to say was that I think this is kind of, it's kind of small beans, to be honest. Um, I think what we really need are like insane prizes every couple of months. And it's, it's less about the draw frequency than it is about the prize frequency. And, you know, we could have infrequent prizes, but a daily draw. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of very different. Uh, there are two different things, right? Every day we could do a distribution and there may or may not be massive prizes in there versus once a week we do a distribution um, and we have one single huge prize that there's a chance of, of re rewarding um, but there's two, there's sorry maybe that's not very clear there's two different things we're talking about the frequency of a prize the statistical odds of a prize versus the frequency of the draws they're very very different um, we could have, and this is one feature in the new prize network, is we can have a, a prize that's once every six months, statistically. Um, so we could have giant prizes. And then, well, Leighton, I'm not sure what we'd have to say about that in terms of, uh, uh, you know, optics, and, or rather, uh, like, a press release. But 
Um, maybe maybe we could just lead with like the largest prizes, but um, I I, th- I just think it doesn't really matter, um, frankly. And the problem with the the weekly prize is that if you're doing say the same number of prizes and doubling the sizes, we're gonna have people that are unhappy, just like they were with V three. That was one of our biggest takeaways. If people aren't winning something, they get frustrated. And so having thousands of prizes is really important. Now, what you could do is you could say like, okay, well, once a week, we're going to have seven times as many prizes than we would uh, if it's just daily. And um, then we're kind of just, it's half a dozen of one and six of the other. It, it's, it doesn't really make a difference. So in my opinion, I think the bigger, the bigger piece here will be having kind of crazy prizes at a very low frequency, like not at the draw frequency. Uh, but less so, so that we could have, say, a $100,000 prize uh, being given away, say, every couple of months. So that, that to me, is the big headline prize. That's why, that's why it's like, sure, we can change the draw frequency. That's all good. We'll have to tune the prizes as well to make sure people are happy. Um, and, and I do see people in the chat saying, um, we can't make everybody happy, perhaps, but we want to keep people deposited into pool together, right? I mean, if we're just appealing to whales because we have one prize, then it's not going to be appealing to a lot of people and they're going to withdraw. And that's actually something else that the PT team that we've been talking about is having better analytics to be able to measure the effectiveness of a prize distribution. Right now, we're all shooting from the hip. We don't really know how things are impacting it beyond watching the TVL, which is a pretty complicated metric. I mean, it, it basically aggregates a lot of different changes that we're doing under the hood. Um, so I think we just need, we need better analytics if we are going to make some big, big changes about this, uh, regarding this. Um, but, um, in the meantime, sure, we could do it twice a week, but we will have to crank up the prizes is my guess to keep people happy and keep people in pool together. What about hey, allocating? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep, yep. We can hear you. Hola. Hey, I just have a little opinion on that. I'm kind of with Brendan here. And what I like about the daily prizes is that you're creating a routine with people, right? Because every day they're coming back, you're create, you're adding that like, oh, I have to check my pool together. And my, my little questioning would be like, if you have it once a week or, or less than would people tend to forget, let's say you never win for a few weeks in a row and then people don't come back. So I think I like the daily thing because you're having that routine of people coming back daily and I would be scared of having it not on the daily and then lose people because they just forget about it and don't want to come back weekly. I don't know. Bringing that up. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that'd be another interesting metric to test or to include as part of like the analysis of these prize distributions is people checking in. If we had yeah. some better analytics on, you know, how often people check in so we could actually see how does, how do these prize distributions impact um, people's sort of, uh, basically our site visitors. Because that I is think important. Where's, we where's, where's, Sorry, is Bill on here? I think we have, I think we track site events for how many people check every day. And I, if I recall, it's something really high. Yeah, we have yes. checking, depositing, withdrawing. How, how many people? How many like unique people are checking every day? I'm just going to butt in here and say that I have I have something that I'd very much like to talk to you guys about involving this after the call sometime. Ooh, secret! Oh, not now. Not now. Oops. 
Yeah. I, I, can, I will not tell you now. And I cannot tell you now because that would be overpromising. Under delivery. Oh. So. This is an announcement announcement happening right now. This is going to have something this is going to have something to do with with Zapper and I I have I have I have I have a hunch. Let's let's turn off the recording and then yeah. oops tell us let's go. Turn it off. <laughs> Tell us. No, yes. I'm against the idea of overpromising and underdelivering, but I would like uh, to talk 